Hi, Lucy Eaton here, host of Hear Me Out. Quick heads up that the episode you're about to enjoy is a highlights reel from the full interview with this guest, so be sure to listen to the full fat version if you haven't already. And while I've got you, I wanted to let you know that we are officially now on Patreon! This means that you can invest in the channel monthly, and in return you get all kinds of perks. Just head to our page on patreon.com slash podhearmeout. We've popped the link in the show notes below, and we would love to have you join the family. We had the luck to work together last year, a year ago, and it was just a complete joy, and I absolutely love and respect you, and I'm really excited to talk to you about a John Osborne play. Oh, uh, well, thank you for the intro. Would you like your five pounds now? Yes, I'll take that now. If you could send Fine. over before we finish recording, I will. be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um. You are here today to chat about a speech from the Hotel in Amsterdam, which is by John Osborne. And I am super intrigued as to why you've picked it. And you've been keeping it very mysterious and exciting because it is, in fact, not a speech you have performed yourself and is, in fact, a male character. Is it? Yeah. So, yeah, give us a little background. What is I Don't Know the Play at All? So I am completely naive. What, what is the Hotel in Amsterdam about? The, the plot of the Hotel in Amsterdam is a group of um, actor friends who have been working on a film mm -hmm. with a particular director that they all have big issues with. It's probably all about somebody that John Osborne worked with. Do we know? Have um, they traced it back to a particular person? Do we know? Yes. Yeah, I think so. But I don't want to say. Because, oh, um, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think. I think it's something one one can look up. Okay, great. I don't. Great, I don't want to say it on on air, and it it's may be unfair interval. anyway. It's there. It's very mm. subjective. And they find themselves in. Uh, they take themselves off for a weekend in mm. Amsterdam, to get away from everything. And essentially, Perfect. it is one of the most, as is often described, it's one of the most um, inert plays you will ever watch because essentially it's six people sitting on sofas talking. Right. There's very, very little action in it. Mm -hmm. And um, as only John Osborne knows how, the mm. dialogue is enough to hold people riveted. Yeah. In this, the audience are a, a, an interloper. They're listening. Mm. And mm. there's a window in other people's world. Yeah. And you take from it what, what you will. You take from it, if you like, the bravery of, of how uh, uh, brutally honest these people were being. My association with it is this, and it, yes. it's a very particular moment in time, that the year was 1968. Yes. Osborne's, yes, Osborne's reputation was, of course, um, blasted by Look Back in Anger. And right. then there were some, and this was probably about the fourth play, I think, that he'd right. had on okay. in the West End. And the reason that I saw it was I was in my first year at drama school. Mm. when you are suddenly, your, your world is opening up into a way of looking at acting and drama yeah. that you'd never even seen before. You saw plays in terms of speeches and people speechifying, and, mm. but it's the absorption of the text mm. that mm. you begin to get a, a, a sense of, that what real acting is. It was only yeah. just opening up to me. Yeah. And I was taught by an, a lovely... Uh, 
woman who was very young then um, and who's been a lifelong friend, actually. But she was um, in the voice department, but she was also appearing in this play. Therefore, out of a sense of because she talked to us about it a bit, um, we went to see it. Mm. Playing the, the role of Laurie, the sort of the, the central character, if you like, was mm. Paul Schofield, mm. who was absolutely one of my heroes um if if you ask me even now if you know which, which actors do you most admire on screen yeah. paul newman and on the stage um paul schofield probably over over a lifetime the pauls went out yeah. those the two pauls exactly. <laughs> and schofield had this extraordinary ability to be you know be camp and loquacious and <laughs> and then take things to this absolute level of simplicity mm. that I had never seen in my life. There is this moment on stage and it was played in, as I said, Paul Schofield and Judy Parfit played mm. the, um, the woman who is married to somebody, one of the other partners. Right. And they're having a conversation in which they just happen, the two of them, to be left on stage together, mm. alone. The mm. others have all gone off to change or whatever. It's a trip switch into Laurie confessing that he's had extramarital affairs. Right. And she asks him about it seemingly dispassionately and says, mm -hmm. oh, you know, have you? And he, he says, um, yes, and open, opens up about it. I remember being riveted in my seat as this unfolded because mm. of its very truth and simplicity. Mm. And, you know, those moments hang in the air. Um, it was a moment of both huge admiration for Osborne's writing and mm. huge admiration for the way in which the protagonist delivered it. Every role, as much as is possible that one plays, you want to see, if you're allowed to, if the character has enough presence on the stage, that you mm. see a window into the, the character's soul. Mm. It, doesn't al mm. it isn't always allowed. But if you can find it, that's your connection with the audience. Yeah. And with Osborne, who was, a, a, you know, a, a, a brutal writer in so many ways. Yeah. What this does is not just open the window into the character's soul, who would have told you, you, you might have got very tired of him by this point in the play <laughs> because of his bitchiness. Mm. And his, his ability with words to sort of, you know, override you with, with right. his, uh, with, with his um, facility. Mm. Um, but this gives you a window into the character's soul and most particularly into Osborne because he could not have written this unless he'd felt it and experienced yeah. it himself. I appreciate John Osborne for what he's done for theatre, but I haven't been a massive fan of the work of his that I've seen. It hasn't, it hasn't struck me in my sort of heart. But this sounds like this play absolutely would. I would love to see this. Yeah, I think it, it, everything has its, its time, though. They may just mm. feel that it's too rarefied. They, they would not have enough social re relevance yes. to today that's that's the trouble but that's such a shame I, I get you know obviously I, I feel like I've been more aware of that in my years producing rather than acting but the awareness of any time I stumble across a play that I love and my company have wanted to produce I find myself having to find the angle and that feels very sad because sometimes there isn't an angle it's just great entertainment I sort of I do find that quite hard about our industry that there's often a there's often a desire to find a relevance to latch your PR onto when actually there's all kinds of plays that we'd all get a real kick out of whether they were relevant 
to what's going oh, on in the world it's, or not. It's the, it's the examination of the human condition mm. that is timeless. Yeah. And everything you, you take for a classic example of this is um, the play After the Dance, the, the Terence Oh, Rattigan, yes. Yeah. Which, uh, because it came on the heels of such huge successes it had. Right. They, they just dismissed it at the time. Gosh. And then but it, was ju it just did not hit whatever, you know, the context that, that the reviewers yeah. or, or the public wanted at the time. It was, yeah. it was not quite there. Mm. And then that revival of it at the National a few years ago for, mm. the, for the centenary mm. was just one of the most wonderful things I'd ever seen. I mean, it's a fabulous production. Whatever you want to feel about Osborne, about the issues he had, how negative he, he tended to be and so yeah. on. He was an absolutely brilliant writer. Mm.